Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome into the Recovery to Recovered podcast, episode 13. Today, I'm going to be preaching a message today, Chosen Part 2. So last week, we got into Chosen Part 1. Man, this has had me super pumped up and studying these things out over the last couple of weeks. And we've been coming from Ephesians chapter 1. And so today, I want to jump into Chosen uh, Part 2. Um, so super pumped about jumping into the word with you guys today. Please, if you have not already done so, rate and subscribe to the show. Um, we believe here on the Recovery to Recovered podcast that uh, there is a road to recovery, but it ends on a street called Redeemed. Recovery is not something that happens to you. It's something that happens in you. And we talk a lot about recovery in the church on this show, but me being a pastor as well, I love to preach and teach the word of God. Amen. And so the Lord has laid it on my heart to go through this two part series with you uh, guys on chosen. So just want to thank you for tuning in today. Um, please share this with somebody today. I believe that this is something these these last couple of messages are something that can really shift your perspective about what God has actually done in your life. That God already did something in your life before you ever even showed up on the face of the earth. It is actually an incredible, incredible teaching, an incredible uh, a thing to learn about the word of God and what the Bible says about us as his people. Amen. So share this with somebody. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Instagram. Let's get the word out there because we're talking about being chosen today. Come on, somebody. And we're going to read from Ephesians chapter one, starting in verses three. I read this last week. I'm going to add some scriptures to it today. But in Ephesians chapter one, starting in verse three, the word says here, blessed be the God and father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. How many blessings? Every spiritual blessing. Amen. In the heavenly places in Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Skip down to verse 11 there. It says here, also, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined. Wow, that's a powerful word. Predestined according to his purpose, who works all things. Hallelujah. He works all things after the counsel of his will to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. And then if you can turn over to chapter eight in the book of Romans in verse 28 here, it says, and we know that God causes all things. How many things church? That's right. Say it all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for those whom he foreknew. Watch this. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he also called. 
And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Father, in the name of Jesus, over the next couple of moments, I pray that you would anoint me to teach and preach this word. Help your people to understand today that they are chosen and that their life has been predestined the moment they said yes to you, Jesus. You had a plan. You had a purpose this entire time. Lord, help me to teach and preach this thing today. Bless the reading of your word today and help us to understand it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So last week we jumped off with this new series, Chosen. And we started off with this first set of scriptures in Ephesians chapter 1. And so we're talking about being chosen. And like like I said last week, I don't know about you, but that gets me awful fired up to think that God has chosen me. That after all the craziness, that after all the things that took place in my life, he picked me. And do you understand that he picked you? After all your mistakes, after all your mishaps, God still wanted you. God still chose you. So when the Bible says he chose you, that means he handpicked you. The Bible says that he knew before you ever even got here. Your parents might have made you, but God has created you. And he has said to you, his creation, I want you. I choose you. I adopt you into the family of God. I'm going to use you for the kingdom of God. I'm going to put an assignment on your life. I'm going to predestine your life. I'm going to have a plan for your life. By the way, we're going to talk about this today, but that's what predestination is. It's simply God's plan for your life. It's a plan designed and created for your life. Amen. God says, I'm going to have a plan for your life before you ever even show up on the earth. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that's got a plan? Aren't you glad that God isn't surprised when you make a mistake? Aren't you glad that God knows everything that you've already done and he's still chosen you? That you serve a God who isn't shaking in his boots every time you get off the path or the plan that God has got for you and you get off and go do your own thing. He has this thing that we don't have and the Bible calls it foreknowledge. It's an absolutely powerful word. It's a powerful concept. And in his foreknowledge, he has seen every mistake that you have ever made. Guess what, folks? He's seen the divorce. He's seen the prison sentence. He knew about the bankruptcy. He knew about the rape that you would go through. He's seen the addiction. He's seen the rebellion. He heard every lie you ever told. He saw your unfaithfulness. But aren't you glad that we serve a God who is faithful even when we are unfaithful because he cannot deny himself? That's some scripture for you right there. Aren't you glad that you serve a God who will leave the 99 and go after the one? That you serve a God who's able to work all things. How many things, Folks, all things for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Praise Jesus. That he has a plan and a purpose for your life. I don't care how bad it looks right now. I don't care what season you're in right now or how bad the report is. I don't care how bad the doctor's report is. I don't care how bad the family member's report is. I don't care how bad your friends say it's going to get. I came to tell you today that God isn't looking down on your situation, scared, wondering how he's going to fix it. Come on, somebody. He's already saw it. And if he saw it, he's got a plan. And if he's got a plan, that means he's got an answer. And if he's got an answer, guess what? You have an answer. Why? Because he lives on the inside of you. The 
Bible says the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now lives in you. Chosen, chosen, chosen. Say it wherever it is that you're listening today. Say it in your car. Say it at the gym right now. Wherever it is that you got your headphones in, listening to this podcast, repeat it to yourself. Speak it over your life because the Bible says that you are chosen. You're chosen. He's seen it all, but yet still somehow has chose you to be his son. He has chose you to be his daughter. He has handpicked you. He has adopted you. He's looked down the pipeline of eternity and said, I see his heart. I see her heart and I want to use them. We talked about this last week, right? Not only did he pick you, not only did he choose you, but he blessed you with every spiritual blessing. How many blessings? I'm going to say it again. How many blessings is every spiritual blessing? You know, remember last week we talked about the Greek word blessing and it could be translated benefit right there. So God has given you every spiritual benefit that you need in this life. Peter puts it this way and says that God has given every you everything that you need pertaining to holiness and godliness. Praise the Lord. But do you remember what they are? Because it's hard to get excited about something if you don't remember what they are. What are those spiritual blessings that God has created us with? He has or given us. He has created us in love. He has set us free from the bondage of the flesh. He has made us new creations in Christ Jesus. He's predestined us to adoption as sons. By the way, ladies, if I can be a bride, you can be a son. Amen. So so he's adopted us. He's predestined us, meaning he had a plan. He's accepted us in the beloved. He has given us redemption through his blood. We have obtained the forgiveness of sins. He has made the riches of his grace abound in and on us. He made known to you the mystery of his will which is Christ in you the hope of glory. You have now obtained a spiritual inheritance. And you know the exceeding greatness of his power. Come on, somebody. That's worth praising God. You can give him praise wherever it is that you're listening to today. Don't worry about looking crazy at the gym. Don't worry about looking crazy on the interstate. Somebody give God praise right now. Take a 10-second praise break and give God glory for the spiritual blessings that he's bestowed upon you. Woo! That gets me fired up. The spiritual blessings that God has bestowed on your life. Is something worth getting fired up for. So last week also we talked about being chosen in the Greek word eglegomai, which means you're chosen out of the word. So you're a word out of the word. Do you understand that right? You are a word out of the word. Remember the two words for the Greek in the Greek are logos and rhema. And logos being the whole concept and rhema would be a part of the concept, right? So Logos being the whole book, right? Jesus is the Logos. He's the whole concept of God. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's the Logos. And Rhema being a chapter out of the book. And you were chosen out of the Word. So that means you are a word out of the word. So that means your life should say something about God. Come on, somebody. You can't be the whole concept of God, but your life should speak a concept of God. Praise God. We also talked about how you aren't just chosen to be chosen, right? You're chosen for something. We talked about what that something is, right? And it was to be holy and blameless. What does it mean to be holy? 
It means to be set apart. It doesn't mean to be perfect. Amen. We've turned it into that. But holiness means being set apart. So God chose you to be set apart. I might start preaching this thing and go crazy in my office as I record this today because I'm preaching to myself. Come on, somebody. So God chose you to be set apart. God chose you to be different. God chose you to be distinct. God chose you to be peculiar. God chose you to be an ambassador for his kingdom. God chose you to love the unlovable. God chose you to forgive the unforgivable. God chose you to look like him. God chose you to be a vessel for him to speak through in the earth. God chose you to be a vessel for healing. God chose you to be a testimony of an overcomer. God chose you to speak a word about him. God didn't choose you to look like the world around you. God didn't choose you so you could make excuses and stay bound. He chose you for to to be a kingdom representative. He chose you to represent his kingdom. He chose you to look like him and to help bring heaven into the earth. That ought to make you excited and make you want to shout praises to King Jesus because God has chose you. Preach it to yourself. Say it to yourself this morning. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. And this thing about being chosen isn't so you can get arrogant, boastful, uh, full of pride, but it will help you to understand that God loves you, that God has a plan for you, that God cares for you, and that not only did he chose you, but he chose every saint and believer that's on the face of the earth to bring us into a family, to represent God in the earth, and to impact a generation around us. Hallelujah. So we talked about being chosen in these things. And then when we get to this word predestined, I told you I wasn't going to touch until this week. So help me, Lord, here. Give me some grace um, so I can help some theologians out here today. Give me grace in this, Lord. And let me help us with this as the body of Christ. Being predestined does not mean that you are a robot and that you do not have free will. Let me help us and say that again. Being predestined does not mean you are a robot who does not have free will. Look at the word predestined. It's, a, it's, an, it's an oxymoron in itself. And the human mind is almost incapable to wrap itself around it. That's why there's so much confusion on this topic. This is some of the most debated scriptures with theologians in all of the word when you talk about this word predestined but look at the compound of the two words pre meaning before and destined which is the root word for destiny or destination in order to get to a destination or a destiny there has to be a plan in place for you to get there so what this is saying is that God has had a plan before you got here to get you to a destination that he planned for you before the foundation of the world. I'll need to repeat that, I think. So what this is saying here is that God had a plan before you ever got here to get you to a destination that he had planned before the foundation of the world. Watch this. What did the scripture say that we read in the beginning? For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to to what? What did he predestine you for? He predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn of many brethren. So what was the predetermined, predestined plan of God? Or the predetermined, predestined destination 
that God has for the believer's life. Watch this. It's very simple. We've confused this thing. We've just, we've just, so many people have just butchered this. But watch this. What is the answer? It's to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. Sure, doesn't sound like people are predestined to live in sin and never come to Christ. Therefore, they were predestined to go to hell. Some folks like to teach that, but that's not what your Bible says. And watch this. I'll prove it with other scriptures that it's actually a heresy. Because if we read the whole Bible together, we can find the truth to things. The Bible says that he's not slow to his return, as some count slowness. But he is being merciful so that none, how many is none, folks? Uh, let me help us today. That zero shall perish and that all should reach repentance. That's God's wish. That's God's what he wants to happen. So how many is none? That's zero. How many is all? Yep, that's right. That's everybody. So it's God's wish that all would turn to him and not just a few. The Bible says in John three sixteen that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him would have eternal life. Sounds like Jesus wants everybody to get saved. First Timothy 2 and 4 says, God our Savior desires for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible also says that God doesn't tempt us to sin. Watch this. James 1.13 says, Let no one say he's tempted or that when he is tempted, say that I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil and he himself does not tempt anyone. So watch this. When people teach you that you don't have free will and you're a robot in the earth and it's God's great plan and purpose to have you living in sin and life being a mess and you're on the way to hell. Let, let me encourage you today. That's not what your Bible says. Because if he can't even tempt someone to sin, how can it be in his plan to make somebody sin in his sovereignty? Jesus, help us. Because watch this. God is still sovereign if we aren't robots in the earth. Help us, Lord. Let me get off that soapbox. That's all scripture, by the way. If you got a problem with that, email God. Don't email me. Ooh. So what does the word say here? What are you predestined to? What was God's planned destiny or destination for you before the foundation of the world? What is the destination that he's wanting to get you to? It's to look like Jesus. God's plan for your life before you ever walked a day on this earth was to look like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to forgive like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to look like Jesus. God's entire plan for your life was for you to be conformed to the image of his son. God's plan for your life, the reason he chose you was so that you, he could have a representative from heaven in a lost and dying and in a broken world. He chose you and he has you here to make a difference. His destiny for your life was to create you, then drop you in a generation in time to impact the world around you and to be a word out of the word and speak something about God in the earth. Do you realize that this isn't just about people around you waiting to realize this? The Bible says that the earth is groaning for the sons of God to be made manifest. The earth is even waiting for you to catch up to God's plan for your life. Woo. Come on, man. This is so good. 
this is so good. The earth is even groaning. It's not just the person at your cubicle next to you that's depending on you to live this thing out, to share the gospel with them, to love them, to forgive them, to walk in love, compassion and mercy and for your life to reflect Jesus. The earth is even needing you to do so. Let me help us with this today. Predestination is simply God's plan for your life. It was a predetermined roadmap. It was a predetermined GPS for your life. How many of you listening today have ever thought that you're smarter than the GPS and take your own route? <laughs> I mean, come on, we, we've all been guilty of that, right? And let me help us with this from a spiritual standpoint. It was not God's predetermined plan. For me to be a womanizing, drug dealer, and drug addict who had become angry, violent, and was hurting people. He did not tempt me to become this way. I was not a robot just going through the earth living out God's plan at that time. No, I was in sin and I was running from God with no purpose, with no calling, spiritually dead, wandering aimlessly in the earth. But then one day, like I said, the Father begun to draw me unto the Son. And then when I looked upon the face of Jesus and the goodness, and his mercy he was ready to freely give me I said yes to him and then he filled me with a spirit and put an assignment on my life and then the truth of the scripture above this one started to make a whole lot of sense whole lot of sense where it says and we know that God works out all things how many things all things for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose that scripture didn't make no sense until God had filled me with his spirit and then he began to use every inch of my pain to catapult me to purpose and let me help you tonight if you're in a place or a season in your life where you feel like you are off the path or the plan that God has for you, I've got good news for you. It only takes some good old fashioned repentance to get back on the path that he has for you. And not only will he grant you grace and mercy and forgiveness, but the stuff you went through while off the path, he will intricately weave into your story and use it for the good. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Can we give him some praise? Give him some praise wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this today and say, God, every inch of pain that I went through, every dilemma that I went through, it was designed to help get me to my purpose and you're willing to use it. You're willing to use every inch of everything that I've ever went through. Every inch of pain, everything that you have ever been through, God is willing to use for his glory. God is willing to to intricately weave it into your story and he'll work all things for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Man, that's some good news today. Let me encourage your church. You are chosen. You are chosen. You are chosen. You are a child of God and God before you ever got here had a predestined plan and a predestined life for you that's full of spiritual blessings come on somebody this ain't just about material things this ain't just a God has spiritual blessings for you he's given us, us the gifts of the Holy Spirit he's given us so so much so so much and God loves you and God has chosen you God's given you the victory and every storm and every trial that you go through on this earth, God will use it for his glory when you love him and you are called according to his purpose. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Just want to thank you for your continued support and your continued listening. Like I said at the beginning of the show, please share this with somebody today. If you're interested with partnering with our ministry, please do so. You can check that out at BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com. And, um, you know, thank you just for all your guys' support. And I hope today blessed you. Let me uh, pray for us today as you go throughout the rest of your day. Uh, wherever it is that you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bless your people today. Lord God, pour out your spirit, pour out your anointing, pour out your provision on them, Lord. Let them know that they are valued. Let them know that they are valued. God, you've chosen them. You have handpicked them. You've adopted them. You call them holy and blameless in your sight when they are in Christ and they're following Jesus with all that they have. Lord God, we thank you for the salvation that's only found in the death, burial, and resurrection of your son, Jesus. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is that he came so that we can have newness in life and be back in right standing with God, in right relationship with God, because we put our faith and our trust in him. Father, we love you so much, Lord. Forgive us in the areas that we have failed you. Lord, I pray a blessing over our listeners today. Bless them and keep them. May your face shine upon them, Lord Jesus. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.